Hey, everybody. I am Stephanie Goss, and this is another episode of the Uncharted Podcast. This week on the podcast, Andy and I are jumping into an email that we got through the mailbag from a practice owner who is struggling with feeling like everything that they do for their team to show them appreciation and get them to recognize how valued they truly are to them is kind of going unappreciated. And they're wondering, what the heck do I do about these feelings that I'm having? This one is a fun one. Let's get into it. And now, the Uncharted Podcast. And we are back. It's me, Dr. Andy Work, Work, Work. We're already, already struggling. Already on it's, the struggle bus. Hi, my name is Andy Rourke, and I am here with the one and only Stephanie. Put some respect on my check, Goss. But how do you spell Rourke? That's the important part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the, the number of times that there have been like posts on my Facebook page that clearly say Dr. Andy Rourke. And then my name is spelled like wildly in the comment section underneath the post that's got oh, like my name on it is amazing. It makes me um, it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh every time. Um. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's two things. It's, it's, it's there's and again, like talk about pitiful problems. The other thing is people call uncharted unchartered. Uh-huh. They throw yes. that extra R yes. in there. Unchartered and then Rourke, R-O-U-R-K-E is, uh-huh. I get that one a lot. Mickey yes. Rourke, the actor, is R-O-U-R-K-E. So I think that's maybe where that comes from. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. So that's that. Anyways, Andy Rourke. Hello. <laughs> with, with no U and no E. How are you doing? I am. I am. Do- oh, man. Now that we've established, you actually know your name. Yep. It's just one, one victory at a time. I get it. Yeah. Oh, no. It, I was, hey, look, it's, I, it's a holiday break. My kids are home. My wife's You don't work. know your name. It's a lot going on here. There's a lot of bad dog. excitement. Got bad dog. Got my in-laws and visiting the house. And like, it's, yeah. Look, let's just get, let's just take it slow and we'll all get through this. I mean, I mean the podcast and the holiday. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Boy. I, feel, I, <laughs> I feel your pain. Having, ha- oh. having a name that people put letters into. In fact, when I graduated with my undergraduate degrees, my maiden name was a name that no one ever said correctly and could not spell for the life of them. And they have you do the little card where you spell it phonetically and I, I, over the years, I learned exactly how to spell it phonetically so that people could pronounce it. And I spelled it phonetically. And then I had my graduation and I walked across the stage and I was super excited because I was the first person in my family to go to, to university. Yeah. And my grandparents were there. Like I, I was and I remember going and connecting with my my parents. And I was like, where it was just I think it was just my dad waiting afterwards or maybe just my mom. And I remember asking whichever one of them was there where's where's the rest of my like where's my aunt where's my grandma and they were like oh we didn't actually hear them say your name and it was getting really hot out here and so they just they just left because i totally walked across the stage and they screwed up my phonetically spelled name so badly that my family didn't even know that it was me walking across the stage and they just left i guess she's not making it not maybe next year so i feel you on on having a name that people screw up anyways We're off big, the rails already. <laughs> big news over here. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I I found us a place to go and do our first ever leadership essentials two day course. And so the leadership essential certificate. Yes. Live in person. You, me, Maria Parita, throwing down. On May the... The 5th and 6th. The 5th and 6th in Atlanta, Georgia. And it is in this really cool place. I have not gotten to talk to you about it. It is freaking awesome. It's this renovated building in downtown. It's just like big open space, beautiful windows. It's got like, it's got a, it comes with a barista. Are you serious? (laughs) It's like, I'm not kidding. It's going to be 
bonkers. It's absolutely like it's it's two it's two floors, so we can break out downstairs if we want to. But everybody's going to be in the in like the main floor. Hardwoods, like old time brick walls, and the, like the beautiful storefront. And, like it is so cool. It is so so cool. And so anyway, it is going to be. It is an awesome location. It's near Centennial Park in downtown Atlanta. It's there's a lot going on. Anyway, you and me and Maria teaching the entire Leadership Essential Certificate in workshop format in two days. Yeah, I'm really excited about this because we haven't talked about it a lot. Like we've talked on the podcast about how we had the certificate that we had been working on and it was a big secret. And then we we launched it. And by the time this episode comes out, we will have had our big debut party at VMX in January. And so we've kind of talked about that, but the piece that we've not really said anything about to this point has been the fact that is always our plan and intention to be able to offer the certificate, you know, asynchronously online. And yep. it's great. It looks great. And it's up it through our partner NABC and Vefolio. They've got, you know, you can do it. And so you can do it on your own time or you and I had always said like let's let's do this and do yeah. it out in lo- locations and places where people in local clinics who who you know might not want to travel for CE or for those you know newly promoted managers who don't really maybe have a CE budget mm-hmm. to go somewhere big like to be able to come and work with their peers and so I am super excited to get in front of people and you know I mean hey Atlanta is a great spot it's before it gets ungodly hot at that yep. time of year I think yeah. and so yeah. so I'm excited about that and so we might have some people you know who want to fly in and come join us and that's okay too but yeah. I'm I'm super pumped about this I think it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun well you don't get much easier places to get to than Atlanta like that's it's the biggest airport in the world you know it's, it is it is a pretty darn easy place to get to and yeah May in Atlanta is actually is actually pretty pretty amazing and fantastic and so anyway there's that yeah vetfolio has been an amazing partner i was really blown away when i saw their plans at vmx to roll out the certificate and promote it there and i was just like are you serious and they were like it's really good we're really <laughs> excited about it I'm like hey so awesome so like, awesome. I, well, I knew it was good like we've been working over three yes. years it better be good but they were just like yeah we're going to talk about this in a big way and i was like oh okay that sounds i don't like that but so they fun. have been they have been absolutely wonderful. And so yeah, I that's my that's my vision is you can take it online asynchronously, you can come and see us do it in person and we'll run you through it in two days and like your brain is going to be absolute oatmeal when we're done. You but in a good just, way. In a in a good way. But man, are you gonna get and then and then we've got some other I've got one more trick up our sleeves. And honestly, by the time this episode comes out, we should have registration open for our members. But we're gonna run a virtual live version of this where right. you can take it asynchronously means you got whenever you want to watch it you can watch uh, a portion of it and then you're going to get together with one of our, the cohorts that we have right and we'll run you through the workshop part so you can yes. just whenever you want just check it out and then bam come together and we'll run you through the workshop part and you'll get the interactive part and working together collaboratively with other people but that's that's our cohort model is what we call it maybe i think it'll probably have a better name we'll have to figure out think of a better name than that <laughs> But for right now, that's what we're calling it. But anyway, that's that's coming. Yeah. We should actually talk about the mailbag I think, okay. at this point. I, I, I'm up for that. We've I'm got- just excited. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I'm way off the rails, but I'm like this. The, let me tell you. Can oh, I mention is, there's a this, barista? I was going to say, this sounds like holiday espresso, Andy, that's happening right now. Just wait I, until, we're, until we're doing workshops with a barista in the room. It's okay. going to be ridiculous i have to say i was in i was in greenville like we just you know when we're doing this we just i just gotten back from practice leaders summit and your crazy espresso ass kind of wore off on me because i have been drink i i never drink coffee because could you imagine me drinking coffee and <laughs> yet since coming back <laughs> i have been quite regularly partaking in coffee and it is a whole new experience <laughs> it's yeah. a whole new world <laughs> It's Goss at 11. (laughs) Goss, turn to 11. I got to figure out how to turn it down. We have got a great mailbag today that I'm actually really excited about. We've had this. It's interesting because we've had this conversation in our Uncharted community previously. And this, our writer has nothing to do with our community. And and the conversation was so great. And so I'm excited to have it here on the podcast. And I've also seen this question asked a lot in some of the practice leadership groups that include practice owners that I'm in online. And so we had someone write in who is a practice owner 
is really struggling and they're like, I am at my wit's end and I need some some advice or some thoughts from from you and Andy about how to help team members realize their value to the practice. And what they Mm -hmm. mean is they have been struggling because they have been trying to recognize and appreciate their team. They have tried bonuses. They have tried holiday gifts. They do a big to-do for tech week. They celebrate people when they have anniversaries and birthdays and all of the things. And they are in this place where they feel like everything that they are doing above and beyond as an employer to appreciate the team and make them feel valued is unappreciated. Mm -hmm. And they are really struggling because they care about their team. They want them to feel valued and they want them to feel like I love working for this person and in this practice and they just don't feel that way. And they're like, help what, you know, like, what am I doing wrong? (laughs) I feel like I'm trying the tricks. What am I doing wrong here? And I I just thought it was, I'm kind of excited to see where, where we go with this conversation. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited about this. Okay. Let's start with some headspace here. So this is a common, this is a common challenge. And so we're going to start laying some stuff down. So the first place that I start with headspace is we need to talk a little bit about the hedonic treadmill. And so the hedonic treadmill is the way that our brains are wired so that we get used to our current situation. We adapt to where we are and that becomes our normal. And so the classic example of the hedonic treadmill is uh, people think that they're gonna be really happy when they win the lottery. And all the research shows about three months after you win the lottery, you're at the same happiness level that you were before you win the lottery. Yes. Another example is it's like when you get a raise, Um, you're working along and you get a raise and you're like, yeah, I got a raise. And a couple of weeks later, It's not a raise anymore. It's just what you make now. Mm -hmm. And you don't think about it. The Mm -hmm. happiness that you got, it just goes away. Mm -hmm. And that's how this works. Now, it also works the other way where you can get used to working in a crappy place and you're like, well, this is, this is, when you first get there, it's awful. And after a while, you just get used to it. And now it's just work. Right. And like, it, it isn't a, it is how people are adaptable in that way. We get used to where we are. And I think that basically, here's my take on it is, it's part of natural selection where in the creation of a species that is meant to be uncomfortable because being uncomfortable makes us scavenge, spread out, Mm -hmm. explore, reproduce, do those things. Mm -hmm. A comfortable species is an extinct species. Right. So we're we're made to be uncomfortable. And the hedonic treadmill just is that if there's something comes along and it's great, we just get used to it. The new restaurant is great until we eat it every day and then it's just lunch. Right. So Mm -hmm. anyway, that's the hedonic treadmill. Why am I talking about this? I'm talking about it because whenever we do things for recognition appreciation, the hedonic treadmill works against us if we're the if we're the employer trying to recognize our people because the first time you have bagel breakfast or Friday lunch, everybody's like this is amazing. And then you do it every week and 3 months in, people are like, "Oh yeah, we have bagels for breakfast on Friday. It's just what we do." And you don't get thank you notes after the third month. Like that didn't happen. People don't even mention it. It's just they expect it to be there. And heaven help you if it's not there and they show up and they don't have breakfast because they thought you were going to have bagel breakfast and it's not around. And so that's the hedonic treadmill. And I think that that is a big part of why people feel this way or why they struggle with appreciation. I see the most... It's not the most common, but it's one of the biggest ones, I think, is I see this around holiday bonuses. When people will give holiday bonuses and they're like, aha, guys, holiday bonuses. And the first year, people lose their mind. And the second year, some of the people lose their mind. And then after that, there will always be people who say thank you. They will always, like, there were some people who always say thank you. And those are wonderful people. Other people, it's not that they're not grateful. It's just... You know, it's not a new thing. They were kind of kind of thinking that they would get a bonus and they got it. And, and you know, the other thing is, the other thing is when we do holiday bonuses, you know, we say, hey, this is for your hard work. And they're kind of like, oh, so I earned this. And you're like, well, yeah, kind of, but also I'm being generous. And then you're like, well, are you being generous or did I earn this? And so, so now we're starting to kind of get into those. But hey, that's sort of my opening position on why we end up in the place where people do things for the staff and they feel like the appreciation return on investment goes down over time. That's that's a hedonic treadmill. That's just things becoming the norm and not something that staggers them the way that it did the first time it happened. I 
agree 100% with that. I'm glad you brought up the the bonus thing because it's, it's funny because when we're recording this is near the holidays and there has been a lot of that. This question being asked in that exact same frame from practice owners, which is like, you know, I feel like I, you know, I was so excited and so happy to give everybody this bonus and nobody said thank you. And when you, you know, you dive into the conversation and the comments and people are like, well, you know, is this the first time that they got a bonus or is this a, and it's like you said, after it happens, it becomes the expectation. Mm -hmm. And so you're still looking at it as I'm really excited. And this is an, like you are, you are like, let me just pause for a second from Headspace perspective, recognize you as an, as an owner and as a leader of a practice, you are rewarding your team and you are doing a good thing. And right. in the face of the lack of response, it can be really easy to feel like, what am I doing wrong? There's a lot of conversation about, you know, my team is just ungrateful and all of that. And I think it's really important to get into yeah. a good headspace around it and recognize that when you do, when the thing happens, like, like you said, putting it into the idea of the hedonic treadmill, like that excitement goes away after a while. Well, so, I mean... There's the other part, too, about what people react to. People react to the difference between what they get and what they expect to get. And so my 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 wife is beautiful. I mean, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I have been married to her for 20 years. And when she walks into the room, I rarely stop and say, my God, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. I do sometimes, but I mm-hmm. rarely <laughs> do that. And the reason is because... She's beautiful all the time. She's right. always beautiful. And I guess the reason I'm saying this is because that condition still exists, but we just don't mention it. If that's a long way to go to get to that point. We just, we just don't mention it. The point is also being your staff can feel happy and appreciated and you give them a bonus and they go, thank you. And they go on. The fact that they didn't jump up and down doesn't mean that they don't feel appreciated. They already felt appreciated before you did the thing. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, it's you can't judge how people feel always by their reaction. Mm -hmm. You know, the first time my wife said, I love you to me, it had an impact on me that it doesn't have when she says, I love you today after we've been married for 20 years. It's just, oh, I know. I know. I got it. (laughs) Bet you're going to bet you're going to tell Ali she's beautiful tonight, though. (laughs) But I'm going to tell her like, hey, I told a few. I told 10,000 people that you were were beautiful today. So. Anyway, I, I don't want to dress this, I don't want this metaphor to drift too far apart, other than to say, like that that's my point here. A lot of times people are like, I gave them bonuses and they kind of said thank you and they went on. And I was like, that doesn't mean they're not happy. That doesn't mean yeah. they don't appreciate you or don't feel appreciated. Yeah. They it's very it's very possible that they're happy in their job and they feel appreciated. And this is another thing that you do when it's one of the reasons they feel appreciated. They weren't moved to tears by it because they're used to being appreciated and that's not bad Mm -hmm. but i think a lot of people put this weight on the reaction and so you know i i I will tease people or something and they'll be like you know i i i we did this ice cream luncheon for the staff and like one person said thank you and i'm like well what did you want a parade like did you you know did you want a celebration and they go oh well no no i didn't I didn't. I just wanted to know that it worked. And, and I do get that. And I'm not trying to be a jerk. I think we'll get into we'll get into headspace. But when we get into headspace, a lot of it is about trying to understand what are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to do here? I, I think we end up in this mindset where it's like, I'm going to do something nice for my team and judge how well it went by how nice the things are they say to me after it happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, did you do it? So they would say nice things to you. And they say, of course not. And I go, okay, let's, let's hold on to that for a second. Right. Cause why is that your ex your measurement of success? Right. And I think that, 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 that's gotta, that's gotta be it is, is, how are we measuring success? It's always great to give people a gift and blow their mind and they gush about it and they write you a thank you letter. And and honestly, I will tell you, if you want people to give you nice gifts, writing thank you letters and gushing <laughs> is a good way to help continue to have that happen. I, that's what I've taught my kids, you know. Right. Um, and so that's just a, a life hack that you should file away. But it's not why we're trying to appreciate our people and i think that in that comes peace and we'll talk about it when we get into action steps yeah the basic thing for me i i think is in headspace 
when it comes to appreciating our staff, one, it's a journey, not a destination, right? It is a continuous process. You, I don't think that you want to roll up and do one really nice thing for your staff a year and shock them to their core. Right. I don't think that's where you want to be. Right. I think you want to continuously roll along doing nice things for your staff and telling them they're appreciated so that they become like the spouse when you say, I love you, and they go, yeah, I, I know. I think you want to, I think you want that to be a steady state and not something shocking. So appreciation is a journey, it's not a destination. And a lot of people are like, I need to get my team appreciated. And then I'm done. And then I can mark it off my to-do list. Yes. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Yes. And then the other part is, you know, I think that we should realize that appreciation is something you should do because you want to do it. Yes. And if you can get your head into that place, everything else will kind of take care of itself in my experience. Yes. Yes, I, I I would agree with that. Like I I think a big part of it is taking a step back, and it's and it's hard because there is often a lot of feels when you are the practice owner, having been in having been in these shoes, and like when you are the person who's paying everybody's paychecks, and you go above and beyond and do something. Oh yeah, and you feel like you're not sure whether they appreciated it or you don't know how it went or your measurement of success, it didn't live up to that. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to step back from the emotions that you might be feeling. And it's really, really important to to do it. It may take you some time, it may take some space, but like figure out how to step back because it is, it is absolutely crucial as a leader to get to a healthy headspace about how to appreciate the team because it has yeah. to be because you want to do it yeah. not because you have to because if you feel like you have to it will always breed resentment for you and also eventually will breed resentment for your team because they will not be blind to the way that you are reacting for their lack of reaction or you know lack of energy with the reaction or not feeling like there's enough thank yous like that is that is the the thing and so you know when i talk to a lot of practice owners a lot of them are stuck in this place where they feel like this is the thing that they have to do yes. especially like when it comes to this conversation comes up a lot when it when it comes to like holiday bonuses but also like celebrating tech week or celebrating birthdays and anniversaries and you know we we talk on the podcast about how comparison is the thief of joy and I, as a manager i know that to be no more true than when like uh, tech week or any of those come around and all you see on social media yes. is what seems like these grand displays that everyone else in the world except for maybe you is doing and the reality is that is a very limited slice of reality that you're seeing and you need to yeah. remember that and so if you're being motivated to do the things for your team because you feel like you have to you are never going to get pleasure out of out of the scenario you're always going to be disappointed and so you should just stop <laughs> you should just stop while you're ahead and like to your point about it being a constant state I don't want to work for somebody who doesn't want to make me feel yeah. appreciated. Like I want to work for someone who makes me feel like I, they like having me as an employee and that I'm a part of their team. And so I think it's really important to just find your, find your Zen and to your point, like do it because you want to, not because look, you feel like you have to. Looking at tech week stuff on social media is kind of like if you believed car commercials around the holiday where they're like, yeah, lots of people get Lexuses with right. a bow on them. <laughs> And you're like, really? That's what? That's a thing that a lot of people. Sure, super normal. It's, it's it kind of feels like that because there's some people who go hard in the paint and like yes. that's that's great. But it's I you know I it's I don't think it's healthy. So so here's <laughs> knowing about the hedonic treadmill. I, I think a lot of people fall into this trap where hedonic treadmill in focus. They're like, great, I'm going to do Tech Week. I'm going to do holidays. I'm going to do a Valentine's thing, mm -hmm. and we'll do something in the summer. And and then we're gonna put it on repeat, right? And we and we will continue right. to run it. And it's the putting it on the repeat that that sucks the life out of it from an yes. appreciation standpoint. Yes. And again, that doesn't expected. mean you shouldn't. That doesn't mean you shouldn't celebrate Tech Week every year if you, if that's what you want to do. But people are going to stop 
gushing about it. And at some point it will just become expected. Right. And it's technique, you know, when are we having our when are we having our lunch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like that's that's it. That's exactly it. And so so that's sort of the problem. And again, part of this for me is I think the answer for a lot of this, unfortunately, is you can't put it on autopilot Mm-mm. like you. Yeah. You have to engage. And that doesn't mean that you, the practice owner, necessarily have to have to be the one who engages you can empower your manager or doctor or some there are some people who are like i love coming up with fun things for the staff and stuff that's nice for them and it's like if you love it it's not a strong suit of mine this is not my language of of love or appreciation like this is not a strong suit for this is hard for me and there are other people who are like i am happy to plan the cookout or to to come up with some ideas of things that we can do, put me in the game, coach. Yes. And so you can you can absolutely delegate that stuff. The other thing that that I would sort of say is I think from a strategic standpoint, it makes a lot of sense to pay attention to what you're trying to accomplish. Like what what do you actually appreciate your staff for? Is it just showing up, punching in and fogging a mirror? Right. Like is that what we're talking about? Or are they actually doing things? And if they're doing things, you should target those things and have appreciation around those things. Right. Even if it's just a handwritten note, which, by the way, way underrated as far as the value. But what are they doing that you appreciate? And you're like, I don't know. They just work hard. And I'm like, you're not trying hard enough. Right. Yeah. If you're just like, I don't know. They just... I don't know. They continue to show up for work. I'm like, ah, that's there's there's if there's not more than that, we're in trouble. Well, I love that you said that because and I'm sorry that I cut you off. The ultimate example of that is is the Christmas bonus, because so many people look at it and they're like, well, they worked hard, so hard all year. And I just, you know, I, I want to celebrate them. And how crappy does it feel to work so hard all year and then not get a Christmas bonus. It's like you've you've told them that yeah. that is the reward for working so hard all year. And then if they work hard all year, but the business has maybe had a bad year and you can't financially yeah. afford to give them a Christmas bonus, are they wrong to then think, well, maybe we didn't work hard enough this year? You know what I mean? If that's the or reason that you've down. said. Yeah. Right. Or to feel let down. And so I think it's I think it's really unhealthy. And so I think, you know, certainly we're, we're going to, I think, dive into this in action steps. But I think it's really important to, to figure out what is motivating you. Yeah. And I, tie that to what's motivating your team as well. Uh, the quintessential appreciation program for me is the employee of the month program. It's the employee of the bus group, which I've seen implemented so many times, and it always goes exactly the same way. <laughs> They're like, let's appreciate the staff. And the first month is a big honor because it's the first employee of the month award. And by like the eighth month or the 12th month or the 16th month, it's pretty obvious you're kind of going through the list and being like, who hasn't gotten this yet? <laughs> and it's just a thing. I've just not seen it be. It is. Oh my it gosh. Is. I'm laughing so hard because, <laughs> as a parent, that's how I felt about the Student of the Month award it at the kids' the school. Month award. <laughs> it is. It's like who has not set the building on fire or shanked somebody? Let's hook that kid up because it's her turn. You know, and like that's. That's what the employee of the month program, it just naturally turns into that. And right. I'm not dunking on anybody's right. program. I've seen it done really well. I've seen it done with, with nice pictures and like right. fun facts about the person. And like, I've seen that. But right. at some point, like when everyone in the building has gotten the award, it loses oh, its yes. its luster. And I, again, I could see you making it work if you were like, here specifically is why this person is being recognized. I am a big fan of the Uncharted Employee of the Month Award. <laughs> Stop it. Which I give to myself 99% of the time. We have Uncharted Employee of the Month Award. I have received it almost every time it's been given, except for like twice. I cannot and believe you're actually talking about this. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a genius in modern motivation is oh, Employee yeah. of the Month Award that you only give to yourself. It's highly and motivating. Then, when you, but when you do give it to one of your employees, everybody's like, what? That's amazing. And that's how I think employee of the month programs should go. Oh, I can't. I can't. I think that this is a good place for us to take a break. Okay. Right. You can ask me questions about my leadership philosophy. 
Or why you, Stephanie Goss, have never been employee for I the have, month? Yeah, I was going to say, just so you all know, I have n- the, the only person on our team who has actually been employee of the month besides Andy and besides Skipper Rourke, who Skipper doesn't Rourke really count, is Tyler Grogan. So Tyler clearly Grogan. the message is that only Tyler Grogan is the only one out of all of us who is capable of motivating Andy to take his own face off of the wall I, and put I somebody think- else's face up. <laughs> I think I think Maria Parita is getting it in December. I think Maria Parita is getting it. She was a force of nature at the Practice Leader Summit. She has just done so much. And it's also her birthday month. And so I'm like, well, maybe it's time. Let's take a break. It's finally here. That's right, our very first Uncharted certificate. What's that, Stephanie? Well, I'm glad you asked. See, Andy and I had a conversation along with some members of the Uncharted team where we were wondering, what skills does a leader have to have? And we talked about the fact that as leader, you have the ability to shape your team's culture. And there are some very specific skills that are needed. And unfortunately, those kind of skills are most often not taught to us. And so we sat down and outlined seven of the crucial building block skills that any leader should have. And we are putting it out into the world with our, in partnership with our friends at NAVC and Vetfolio, we have launched the certificate through Vetfolio's platform. So it is seven workshops that are all broken out into modules. We start with talking about building trust and relationships, how to set a vision for a team, and even a more granular, how to figure out what your core values are as a human, as a smaller team within a bigger team, and as a practice as a whole, and then how to use those core values to make decisions, to communicate, to really run your practice as a well-oiled, in-sync team. We talk about communication styles and using DISC as a tool for how you communicate better and more effectively as a team. We talk about how to give feedback, how to do coaching, and that applies whether you're or someone's positional boss or not. We have to talk to each other as human beings in practice. And so we dive into how do we do that and how do we do it in a way that feels less scary than it might feel to some of us. We talk about how to get team buy-in, how to get everybody excited about ideas and initiatives in our practice. We talk about how to set priorities and then how to achieve those priorities and get stuff done. I am thrilled that this is now available for all of you. And there's much more where this came from. So head on over to unchartedvet.com forward slash certificates. That's right. Certificate with an S at the end. And check out the Leadership Essentials course. You can get the link from there to Vetfolio. You can buy one piece. You can buy all seven and get the certificate as a whole. But either way, we are so excited. And now back to the podcast. All right. Let's actually let's actually land yes. the ship. Let, All right. Let's let's Here actually we. accept this because I think that there's some there are some really important pieces that are worth talking about here. Yes. Okay. Here we go. For me, action step number one is decide what you're trying to do. What is what is the point? Mm-hmm. Yes. What are we trying to celebrate? Are we are we trying to make them feel a certain way? Are we trying to make their their time in our clinic? happier better are we trying to i don't know are we trying to to professionally develop them are we trying to invest back into them what are we trying to do and if you can answer that question and say this is what i'm trying to do and i am willing to spend the money and spend the resources to try to do this thing then you're putting yourself into a good place where if you don't get a response from them you shouldn't feel bad You said you wanted to do this, you wanted to give them a bonus, and you gave them a bonus. And your desire to give them a bonus should not be contingent on whether or not they say thank you or write you a card or do anything because you decided, I want to do this. And I have just found in life, if you can choose to do what you want to do and say, 
I'm doing this because I want to do it and the reaction of others is not what I care about. You will be a happier person. If you do something for the team and you say, you know, I want this to, I want to do something really fun for them. And then you do it and then you don't get the impression they had fun. Don't do that thing again. Yeah, I I love that. I almost said I want to take it back a step before that but i think that getting your head wrapped around why you're doing it is the is totally the the first step and then i think really strongly advocate for the second step being to your to your point because you you talked about why are you doing it and why do you what are you going to put energy and and budget and things behind it and i think that ties to the the second step for me which is to recognize that acknowledging and rewarding your team saying thank you appreciating them does not necessarily cost money and i think for a lot of us as leaders the first place our head goes to is i have to i have to give a gift whether it's a gift of an experience, like I'm going to take them all to the zoo or I'm going to take them all out to a nice dinner or a gift of money. I'm going to give them a bonus. I'm going to buy them food, whatever it is. The first place that our mind goes to is gift giving and doing something for them that is tangible. Mm -hmm. And I think the second step for me is that you have to, if you are a leader, you have to put some time for yourself and your own professional development into understanding the languages of of appreciation because it should be a game changer for you. And it's really funny because I've talked to so many uh, leaders and practice owners who are like, there's five steps like how hard could it be i don't need to read the book i don't need i don't need to spend time thinking about that and i absolutely challenge bullshit on that because (laughs) i'm gonna lay down i'm gonna lay lay the smack down we're gonna go to camp tough love right now because the reality is especially when it comes to tangible gifts only six percent of the workforce actually prefers having gifts as their language of appreciation and that's where we get it wrong. So many of us, myself included, it was like, I want to do things to make the team feel appreciated. I'm going to buy them things. I'm going to buy them food. I'm That's where the pizza party idea comes in. Let me let me take care of them. Let me buy them something. I'm going to hit up, you know, the, the act of service along with the tangible gifts and I'm going to give them a pizza party. But it's bullshit because that's not how most people feel appreciated. And so for me, step number two is to figure out about the languages of appreciation and what it is for your team, because truly showing appreciation, truly making people feel valued, that's personal. That is, it has to be. And that's why when you give everybody on your team a bonus, you don't get more thank yous. Because if everybody knows that everybody on the team is getting $50, how does that make me feel like I'm any different than anybody else on the team? But if I get $50 with a handwritten note from you that tells me why you enjoy working with me and why you're so happy to have me on the team, I'm going to be more inclined to show gratitude to you because I recognize why you're appreciating me with a gift. Even though the gift, the money, the the reward is not my love language, I'm going to be more inclined to say thank you to you because it matters, it's personal. There's so much to unpack there. You, you, you touched on feelings that, that, that I've seen, uh, usually around the holidays, is this idea of, have you ever felt like the obligation of gift giving? Yeah, oh yeah. You're like, I don't want to participate in yes. this, but I am locked in, like I'm doing yes. it. I, I feel like that can happen, not just in holidays, but it can happen with team appreciation where you're yes. like, I feel like I have to do this and I don't enjoy it and I don't like it and it doesn't, really mean anything from me i'm doing this because i have to do it and then the people who are receiving it they know that too and they get that vibe and the whole thing is this craptastic thing mm-hmm. that you feel like you're chained to mm-hmm. and so i think you're really hitting on that i mentioned it in the first half of the show but i'll come back again like i really think that the handwritten note especially if it's it's got to be personalized it has to yes. be stephanie goss you know let me tell you what I admire about you or the thing that I most appreciate about you. And then, and then you, you write it out. I, I, it doesn't have to cost money. It really doesn't. It has to show appreciation yes. for that person. And it is hard to do something to show a whole team 
appreciation. A lot of it really is. It's doing something, but then it's also what you do inside of that thing. Do you go around and shake everybody's hand and tell them what you're thankful for or how or 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 a time that you remember seeing them live up to our values as a team yes. or a time that you were really proud to work with them because if you go if you have a pizza lunch and you walk and talk to every person and shake their hand and tell them that and it's different for every person because it's honest and true i bet you'll make people cry at pizza lunch i mean i i think that that will be something that really matters but it's not about it's not about that the reason that people again the reason that people laugh about the pizza lunch is just it became this yeah. turnkey it's right. the cheapest the food thing. we can buy yeah. everybody eats like feel appreciated now when you go I, this it, it, any personality to it just got got long sucked mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. so I, I, th- I think that that's a big part of it you know the other thing I is you, know, you talk about knowing your people and we were joking about the employee of the month program if I gave you Stephanie Goss the employee of the month award on stage at the Uncharted conference in front of an audience, you would kill me. You would absolutely hate it. You would be so angry that I did it because you don't like that type of display. Uh, he, he has. I, I wouldn't kill you because you have done it to me twice, and I have survived. Uh, yeah. You and I have both survived both times. But you're yeah. not. You're not wrong. There would be a no. strong reaction from me because that is not my language. Well, of appreciation. <laughs> if, if I gave it to Maria, she would curtsy, she yes. would pose, she would tell you she would have photo ops with it. Like yes, she, she, she'd be all about it. Yes. Because she loves it. She would yes. light up and glow with it. It's just that's the difference in individual people and the way that I would recognize one and the way I recognize other yes. is, is not is not the same. Now people say, but Andy, there is nothing I can do that all twenty seven of my employees or thirty five of my employees are all going to like. And I would say that is true. And you can't be all things to all people, mm-hmm. but my advice is to mix mix it up and make mm-hmm. sure you're doing different things mm-hmm. so that different people's needs get met and different people get seen. Yes. And it's it will be that somebody will say, Stephanie Goss will say, this thing we did in February really was special and wonderful. And Maria Prita will say at the end of the year, the, the holiday thing that we did was really magical and I loved it. Yes. That they were just they were just different things and they're going to resonate differently with different people and that's okay. But that's also why you can't lock it in and say, we do a barbecue. Right. Like we do a cookout and that's what we do. Yes. And because some people that's not what that's not what they want. Yes. They don't want to come in on Sunday afternoon. Yes. And grill meat. They're vegan. Whatever, you know. (laughs) Yes. Well, I think you hit it right, the nail right on the head, because I think the place where I was able as a leader to find the Zen is to step back and look at both the team and the year as as a wheel and and stop looking at as if I just give them an amazing tech week, then every single one of my techs is going to feel appreciated. It's bullshit. It's never going to happen because you have too many, especially when you have a bigger practice. If you have a hundred of them, you're never going to do anything that's going to make all a hundred of them happy. You might be Mm -hmm. able to, when you have two of them, do something that feels individual enough and makes them both feel special. But if you look at it over the course of time and say, well, the thing that I choose to do for tech week might not, you know, make Jamie and Tyler and Ron happy, but by the end of the year, I've done three different things to hit along each one of them, like yeah. you said, then then everyone is gonna find their place. And so I think but I think as leaders, it is so easy to look at what everybody else is doing and be like, oh, this is a box that I should check. And to your point mm-hmm. earlier in the episode, it's a one and done. Like if I just find that thing and I do that thing for the holidays or I do that thing for tech week, then everybody else is going to be happy. And I've checked that box and I can move on. And I think the action step for me is looking at it more like a, like a cycle and recognizing that it's going to be a thing that you have to, you have to nurture it. You have to grow it. It takes time and you have to be intentional about that. And it, when I really found peace when I stepped back from that and realized, not everybody's going to be happy when I bring yeah. in, you know, ice cream on a hot summer day. And I'm okay with sure. that because if I don't get a thank you from them for that, I can look at them as a person and say, oh, but you know what? If Sarah at my front desk likes spending time together, 
Sarah might be just as happy if I said, hey, you want to come with me to get ice cream for everybody else? And yeah. we spend 15 minutes in the car talking to one another. And she doesn't care that we got ice cream and she doesn't eat ice cream because she's vegan. She cares that we spent, you know, 15 minutes in the car together because that's her that's her love language. So yeah. I think it's I think it's really important to look at it from from that perspective about making it individual and making it a cycle. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think that's that's pretty much that's pretty much kind of what I got. I hope we sort of reframe the issue a little bit. This is just a super common thing. It, to me, it really comes down to the headspace that you can get yourself into. You have to keep in focus. What are you trying to accomplish? And not get sucked into how did my team react to it? And what that doesn't mean ignore them because if they don't. If they're right. not having a good time, I want to right. know. But if you can decide, if you can really think about like, why do I appreciate these people and how do I communicate that to them? And what am I going to do so that I feel good having done it? Even if no one says thank you, I'm still glad I did it because I wanted to do it. If you can get those two things straight in your head, I, I think you'll be, I think you'll be fine. And then the third one I would say is, remember this is a never ending process. It is not a checkbox and you're done. It is a ongoing process of having employees and having a team and maintaining a good culture is you have to keep turning the wheel. You just, you do and turn it different ways and do different things, but it's got to keep going. You can't set it and forget it. Yeah. And I think the, the last thing, and I'm going to, I'm going to lift, lift the covers and show a little bit of the boring side really of of managing and running a hospital and i and i throw both of us under the bus here like you and i are both s squirrels and <laughs> could get excited by shiny objects and you know, lift the covers and <laughs> stop it stop squirrel. it here's the thing especially if you have a big team this is this is something you have to nurture and grow and it's okay to like make yourself a list and know who your people are yes. i'm not going to remember what all I'm, i mean i i might but i, I you're not going to remember when you have a hundred of them i probably can't remember a hundred of their favorite colors or what their favorite food is and it's okay to systematize it and I, and and the reason i want to talk about this is because i've had this conversation with so many managers that are like oh that makes it boring and not un unique no it's that's bullshit i can make it unique for each one of them because i have a system and so mm -hmm. if you are someone who is like oh that like i want it to be a checkbox in one and done like start with getting to know your people and then keep keep track of that knowledge and 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 i'll give you i'll give, I'll give you an, an example um, you know, you and I just sell. We got to celebrate our birthdays together this year, which was meant yep. a lot to me. And we did something different for your birthday and my birthday. And I think we, I was very, very touched because you got me a book for my birthday, and that hit on two very important pieces of my love language. One, because I love to read, and mm -hmm. you know that. And two, because it was very personal. You found something that you thought that I would like, and you wrote me a note. And Andy also knows that while I don't like public praise, like the written word of affirmation is really is really powerful for me. And so it was really, truly intentional. And like, I'm okay with knowing the fact that you are a squirrel. And if you didn't have my birthday in your calendar, would you have remembered that it was my, <laughs> was it my birthday to oh, do yeah. something? Yeah. You wouldn't have. And I wouldn't have been offended by that because I know that about you. And so I think I'm the same way as a, as a manager. I felt so bad. Like, am I actually going to plan to do these things for my team and how does like doesn't that take away from the intention of it and I just I just want to call that out because I I know I felt that as a manager and yet I would say that actually is what allowed me to make it more intentionally personal was to develop a system for myself to keep track of those things and it goes back to your reason of why are you doing it are you doing it to celebrate them as a person to celebrate achievements accomplishments like the system is tied up in all of that but i think it's okay to figure out how you're going to keep that going my grandmother used to give great gifts and my mom asked her like how do you give such great gifts and she always said well i listen and I listen as well. And then I write it down in a Trello board yes. that I have. But like, it was funny. Allison was talking this this year in the holidays. And she was like, your gift game is really strong. And 
it is really strong because I have a system. I, you know, I do. I have yes. a Trello board with different columns for different people. And I, when people say things, yes. I drop it in there. And then when I see things, I'll take pictures of it yes. and be like, oh, this person might like this. Yes. And it's not perfect. But compared to flighty Andy of the past, who ended up on Christmas Eve at Target <laughs> buying whatever crap was left over. Yes. Like, Same. I've come a long way, you know. <laughs> This is why you and I are such good friends, because I've been there. Christmas Eve, Target, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so just to recap, because we wandered a, <laughs> wandered a lot, I think action steps-wise, it seems so simple, but I, I really do think that it's that simple. I think you said, decide what you're trying to do. Like, why, why are you doing this? And mm -hmm. then knowing your team and knowing how they truly want to be appreciated and it really and then and then being okay with the fact that you can have a system but i think that those those things as simple as they sound like 20 plus years of experience managing a hospital like that's how i found zen as a manager and got rid of any feelings that i might have including resentment around the fact that i didn't feel like they were appreciating my appreciation of them and so i you know i think that's i think that's where you got to start and make it you can yeah. make it fun have fun with yeah. it like you should be doing it because you want to do it, not because you feel like you have to or someone else is doing it. So you, you so you should, too. I completely agree. All right. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Take care. And that's a wrap on another episode of the podcast. Thanks for coming along with Andy and I on today's kind of crazy ride. We appreciate you. And if you are interested in coming along another crazy ride with us and you want to find out more about our brand new Leadership Essentials certificate that we just launched, either the asynchronous version where you do it on your own through our partners, Batfolio, and their online learning management system, whether you want to come and do the certificate in person and live with our team or whether you're looking for an option that fits somewhere in the middle head over to unchartedvet.com forward slash certificates that certificate with an s at the end to find out all of the information about the certificate as it becomes available take care everyone talk to you next time stephanie's still laughing I'm still laughing. <laughs> this episode what? was off the rails before we even started. Oh, yeah. I didn't get my name right to start the episode. <laughs> what?